Chapter 2 of Merry Meg. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sahil Dalal from India. Merry Meg by William Bowen. Merry Meg and the Clip Clop Clop Shoes. It was a Sunday morning, and Merry Meg was always good on Sunday. Everybody was in church. Everybody but Merry Meg. Her mother had let her stay at home as a reward, because she had done her sweeping so neatly. The house was empty, and there was not a soul in the village street. Mary Meg was sitting at the front window, looking at pictures in a book, and telling herself stories about them. Sometimes she would gaze out of the open window at the sunshine. After a while, she stopped talking to herself, and looked up and listened. She was sure that she heard a sound in the street. It was a kind of clop-clop, and it seemed to be coming nearer. She peeped around the corner of the window and looked out. Two pairs of wooden shoes, quite small, were coming down the street, side by side, toward her house. Each pair of wooden shoes was walking along in the usual way, but the astonishing thing was that there were no feet in them. There was nobody at all in them. They were walking along all by themselves. Mary Meg opened her eyes wide. She had never seen such a sight as that before. Clop, clop, went the sh wooden shoes on the hard ground, just as if two people were stepping down the street. But no, there was nothing anywhere in the street but those two pairs of shoes, coming along, clop, clop. Mary Meg held her breath and watched to see the shoes go by her window. Clop, clop, they came, sounding plainer and plainer. Clop, clop, right up to the door of her house, and when they came to the door, there they stopped. Mary Meg drew her head back a little, getting ready to run if she had to, but she watched them with both eyes. I think this is a house, said a voice. I believe it is, brother, I believe it is, said another voice. Mary Meg looked all around, but she couldn't see nobody. The voices seemed to be coming from the spot where the shoes were standing. What if she should be cross today? said the first voice. Then she wouldn't help us, brother, said the other voice. And what on earth would we do then? But it's Sunday, said the first voice. And they aren't cross on Sunday, hardly ever. That's so, brother, that's so, said the other voice. You do think of everything. How would it do to knock? said the first voice. I was just thinking about that myself, said the other voice. Mary Meg was listening with both ears, and she heard, as plain as could be, three knocks on the front door. What it was that was knocking at the door, she couldn't see. All that she could see was that two pairs of wooden shoes moved up in onto her doorstep and stood there. While she was wondering about it, the knock sounded again. And without stopping to think of any more, she jumped up and ran to the door and opened it, not very wide, and looked down at the shoes. It's herself, Brother Nibby, said a voice in the doorway. So it is, Brother Malkin, so it is, said the other voice. Why, it's the two gnomes, cried Mary Meg. But where are you? She can't see us, of course, said the first voice. No, of course not, said the second voice. I forgot that. If you're there, said Mary Meg, come in, 
she opened the door wide the two pairs of shoes stepped into the room and stood with their toes toward merriment do you suppose she'll be willing to help us said the voice of malkin the gnome that's just what i'm wondering brother said the voice of nibby of course i'll help you said mary meg what's the matter she's pretty good today said malkin's voice i can see that brother said nibby's voice i can't see anything at all cried mary meg where are you anywhere are you here or where of course she doesn't know what the witch has done to us said the voice of malkin no she doesn't know that the witch has taken away our bodies said the voice of nibby and we want to get them back said malkin's voice and we want her to help us said nibby's voice it's a frightful nuisance being without a body said malkin's voice she ought to know that without being told i should think said nibby's voice how can i help you said mary meg i'll do anything i can she isn't cross at all today said malkin's voice no it's sunday said nibby's voice she'd better come along with us at once then said malkin's voice yes said nibby's voice they'll throw our bodies down the well if we don't hurry suppose you tell her then oh no brother you're the one to tell her oh dear no brother nibby you are the one to i'll come said mary meg never mind telling me go ahead and i'll follow you the two pairs of wooden shoes turned and went out of the open door and mary meg followed them as they went clop clopping down the street they left the village and went into the woods they found a path which mary meg had never seen before and they walked along this path under the trees and bushes and across little streams for a long long time and the woods grew thicker and thicker so that at last they could not see the sun and it was very dark and all the while the two pairs of little shoes went on before and mary meg followed behind i suppose we'd better tell her the right word now said the voice of malkin before we meet old verbum sap yes before we meet old sappy said nibby's voice dear me bless if i haven't forgotten the word myself oh mercy on us what will we do now said nibby's voice oh dear dear said malkin's voice if i could only remember the word isn't it something like cattails no no brother nothing like that can't you remember the word brother nibby oh me oh dear yes brother i know what the word is but you forgot it brother malkin whatever shall we do now we'll never get our bodies back without the word never never but don't you know what it is brother nibby oh yes brother malkin but what good will that do if you don't know what it is that's so that's so i never thought of that oh dear me i'm sure i don't know what we're going to do about it mary meg very neatly lost all patience at this why don't you tell him what it is then she said i do hope she isn't going to be cross said malkin's voice but anyway that's a pretty good idea suppose you tell me what the word is isn't it something like cattails nothing like that brother nothing like that what is it then it's kitten tails then we'd better tell her now before old sappy comes up so she'll know the word which one of us had better tell her i think you should be the one to tell her brother nibby oh bother said mary meg i know what the word 
is now. It's kitten tails. She's getting cross. She's getting cross, but brother Nibby, said Malkin's voice. You think we better go back? I'm not cross, said Mary Meg. Please excuse me. I won't speak so any more. I believe it's all right, brother Nibby, said Malkin's voice. Now you'd better tell her about the word. Whatever you say to her, she must use that word. She must not use any other. Tell her that, brother Nibby. She must not say anything else to them, because if she does, they'll take her body away from her too. And we'll never get our bodies back. Tell her that, brother Nibby. And we must not speak at all, because that would spoil everything. And whatever she does, she must not let them take her shoes off. Tell her, brother. Excuse me, said Mary Meg, very politely. I heard what you said, so he needn't tell me, if you please. Now that's what I call very clever of her, said Malkin's voice. Very, very, said Nibby's voice. In a few minutes, they came to a place where the vines and brambles hung down so low over the path that Mary Meg had to crawl on her hands and knees, and just then Malkin said in a very low voice, There's old Sappy, right in the middle of the path. Before them stood a great grey owl, staring at them with his big round eyes. The shoes stopped still, and Mary Meg sat up on her heels. The owl seemed to be staring at straight at her. He opened his beak, and a hoarse voice came out of his mouth, sounding as if he had a bad cold. And the voice said, What do you want here, child? Kitten tails, said Mary Meg, remembering that she wasn't on any account to say anything else. The owl ruffled, ruffled his feathers and winked one of his eyes very slowly. He stared at Mary Meg for a moment, and then he turned around and walked off down the path before them. The wooden shoes stepped along after him, and Mary Meg followed on her hands and knees. Old Sappy, if that was his name, led them a long way under the vines and brambles, and stopped at the end of the path before a green wall of leaves, very tall, made of vines matted thick together. At the bottom of this leafy wall was a little opening, and after looking behind him for a moment, old Sappy went in, and after him stepped the two pairs of shoes, and last of all in crawled Mary Meg. When she was inside, she stood up. She was standing on a floor which looked like green marble, very hard and shiny, and as she moved her feet on it, her shoes began to pinch her feet painfully. All around her, in a circle, was the high wall of green leaves, and overhead the branches of the trees hung down, making a green roof. On one of these branches was perched a great black ugly bird, very like a buzzard. Its little sharp eyes were looking hard at Mary Meg. Around the walls on the ground was a row of grey owls, dozens of them, all staring at Mary Meg with their big round eyes. In the middle of the floor was a dark opening, like the mouth of a well, and alongside of it were lying the bodies of the two gnomes on their backs, with their eyes closed. They had no shoes on their feet. The two pairs of wooden shoes walked across the floor and stood beside the bodies. Old Sappy stopped beside the well and looked up at the ugly black bird over his head and ruffled his feathers as if he were shivering. 
the bird overhead perked its head down sideways and gave a croak and said it's nearly time time for what time for what croaked all the owls together time to put the bodies in the well said the ugly bird what shall we do first said the owls together get me another body for the well said the bird overhead there are only two bodies sang out the owls i see another i see another said the bird on the branch then the bird in the tree began to croak and grumble to itself and old sappy stared at mary meg and said what must she do she must come to the well said all the owls together how must she come she must walk she must walk who will take off her shoes said old sappy we will we will cried all the owls together and they all ran towards her opening their beaks and squawking as they crowded in around her feet but mary meg kicked out right and left and scattered them in every direction she found herself standing before the well and the ugly black bird overhead gave an angry screech what shall we do with her said old sappy the riddle the riddle screamed the ugly black bird overhead the riddle the riddle sang out all the owls together answer the riddle said old sappy but as he said it he gave a slow wink with his right eye answer the riddle and answer it right or else or else off come your shoes off come your shoes what is the riddle cried all the owls this is the riddle and answer it right said old sappy what is it that has no feet and runs on away on four feet and is chased by the same four feet and lives on food and drink and never eats nor drinks what is it what is it croaked all the owls kitten tails said mary meg sobbing with fright as she said it the black bird overhead gave a piercing scream spread its wings and tried to fly away but before it could fly while it was flapping and struggling a change came over it and its place was a horrible little old woman hanging on to the branch and kicking and screaming and trying to keep from falling down out of the tree she was much heavier than the bird had been and the branch was not strong enough to bear her it snapped in half under her and down she fell still kicking directly into the opening of the well she was gone mary meg heard a splash far down in the well and at the same time the green walls disappeared and the well opening was covered over and the green marble floor turned into soft green moss raised in the middle like a floor and the owls flew away among the trees mary meg looked down at the bodies of the two gnomes lying on the bright green moss one of them opened his eyes and yawned and stretched his arms and the other yawned and stretched his arms and opened his eyes and they both got up together and looked down at their feet i suppose we better put on our shoes said one of them i suppose we had brother said the other one they put on their shoes quickly and then they noticed mary meg oh yes said one of the gnomes i remember everything now brother nibby we ought to thank her for helping us get our bodies back that we ought brother that we ought indeed said nibby which one of us should tell her said malkin i think you could do it much better said nibby you're always so clever please don't bother about thanking me said mary meg i'm so glad i could help you really she isn't rude at all today said malkin not a bit brother malkin not a bit said nibby then we'd better go home said malkin why bless me we're home right now this is the roof of our own house now it's queer i didn't notice that before said nibby how do you notice everything brother 
Goodbye, said Mary Meg. I must get home before mother comes back from church. Goodbye. Brother Nibby, said Malkin, will you ask her to stay and have dinner with us in our, in our own house? I'm sorry, said Mary Meg, but I can't stay now. Thank you ever so much. I must hurry home. Goodbye. She didn't wait for an answer. Away she ran, and it wasn't very long before she was in the village street again. In a few minutes, she was sitting quietly at the front window of her house with the picture book on her knee, and there she was sitting when her mother came home from church. That's what I call a good little girl, said her mother, sitting there quietly with your book, just as I left you. Yes, ma'am, said Mary Meg. End of Mary Meg and the Clop Clop Shoes Recording by Sahil Dalal from India